The Beaux-Arts Photography Podcast with Alan and Natalie Brio. Today we're going to talk about the Fine Arts Summit. This year the summit takes place in Moab, Utah, with Archer's National Park and Canyonlands National Park being the two locations that we're going to photograph during the summit, and that includes Dead Horse Point. After the summit, we have the Vision Film Trips, which last three days. We're going to start in Indian Creek, which is uh, just south of Moab, and then we're going to go through the Valley of the Gods, and then we're going to photograph the San Juan River, the Comb Wash, and eventually end up in Monument Valley in Navajo Land. So this is a very exciting schedule that we have for the 2018 summit, and uh, what else are we going to do? Well, we're also going to photograph the Goosenecks, Gooseneck State Park, Dead Horse State Park. That's one of the best overlooks in Canyonlands. It is one of my favorite places for sunrise. If anybody asked me, where is your favorite place to go around here for sunrise, that would be my number one choice. I just love sunrise there. It is so quiet and peaceful and beautiful, and the, the red colors that you get at sunrise, you just can't beat that. And we usually don't have many people there. For some reason, it's still not a place that is overrun by tourists and photographers. It also may be that time of the year. It's the first weekend in November. I don't know if that makes a difference or not. I think it does. I mean, the uh, busy season is over, so we have a break in a sense. And it's also a pleasant time of the year. It's not too hot. It's not cold yet. It's not snowing it's almost ideal. You know, fall in the canyons is really the best time of the year. Oh, it is. I remember the last couple of summits we've had in Moab, we were just wearing a light jacket in the afternoons. And that's only because you and I live in Phoenix. I mean, I don't know if the other participants were wearing light jackets, but we just wore a light jacket. I think those that live in cold climates were wearing T-shirts and shorts. <laughs> Probably. I have a feeling, yeah. yeah, if they were from Canada or colder climates, I think they were just wearing short sleeve shirts. Yeah, I mean, Canada yes. or any of the northern states or even the eastern states. Right, Michigan. Yeah, and, any, anything right. north uh, is bound to be colder than Arizona. In fact, just about any state is bound to be colder than Arizona. <laughs> yes. So unless you're from Arizona, you're going to be warm. <laughs> That's basically the conclusion. Right. So maybe we should talk about the dates when the event takes place. Yeah, why don't you go ahead and tell us about that. So the summit starts November 2nd, which is a Friday, and it's through November 5th, which is a Monday, 2018. And then it's followed by a three-day field workshop to what Alan had already described, going towards Navajo land, November 6th, 7th, and 8th. It's a very exciting itinerary. The various beautiful locations that we're going to visit, they're phenomenal. And also I want to let everyone know that during the summit, we have one afternoon off so that if participants want to hike to Delicate Arch, for example, or do other trails, either in arches or canyon lands. The presentations end right before lunch on Sunday, and then they have the whole afternoon off, and then we reconvene in the evenings to uh, work on images in Lightroom and Photoshop. Yeah, that's a great opportunity to do a longer hike or drive to a location that you couldn't drive 
during the main part of the summit. We started doing that a couple of years ago and it's been very successful because otherwise you have to photograph either at sunrise or at sunset. You don't have time to photograph during the day because we have presentations. But uh, on that afternoon, we give them a half day off and they can drive or hike just with anywhere they want in that area. They can, yes. And it's been very popular We've well, done that a lot the of last few yeah. years. Yeah, there's a lot of locations you just can't go just at sunrise or sunset. And so if you go to Moab, to the summit, and you come from a very faraway place and you have a particular idea of a location you want to visit, you won't be able to do that during that day off, or half day off, actually. Yes, and then also during the summit, we have a projected group review. At the very end. Yes, yes. on the last day on Monday afternoon. Right. So maybe we should talk about what the presentations consist of. Oh, because yes. Because the group print review is actually the outcome of what we do during the summit, all the work we do during the summit. So we should talk about the work that we do, the presentations, uh, the one-on-one, the uh, different presenters, uh, all of that. Well, our guest uh, presenter this year is Jeff Shuey, and uh, he will be giving presentations on techniques in Lightroom. And Photoshop. In Photoshop, yes. But I think mostly it'll be in Lightroom. Well, Jeff does maybe 80% of his work in Lightroom and then the last 20% in Photoshop. And as time has gone by, I think he's doing more and more in Lightroom. In fact, most people do. And my own presentation, I'm the other presenter or speaker, and my own presentations will be focusing on how to create artistic photographs in Lightroom. So I call it Lightroom Artistic Mastery. And that's my current focus. And the reason for that is because now that Lightroom has become a full-fledged software package, we can do more and more in Lightroom. We can do things that we could do only in Photoshop before. And so it has become very exciting to be able to work in Lightroom and create artistic photographs there. And so I'll be focusing on things like how to make the color harmonious in Lightroom, how to create a color harmony in Lightroom, how to control the contrast, how to do HDR, how to do collages, how to do all sorts of things that I used to do in Photoshop, but now I do mostly in Lightroom. And there are many advantages to that. And the good thing is that because Lightroom CC and Lightroom Creative Cloud are basically the same engine, Whatever you learn during the summit on your computer, you can use also in Lightroom Cloud, which is either on an iPad or an iPhone or any portable device. So you're learning something that you can use in different ways. Yes, and that's the nice thing about the summit. Well, and that's one of the aspects of Lightroom that has changed last year. Before last year, we had only one version of Lightroom, and that was for the desktop. And then last year, Adobe created two different versions, Adobe Lightroom Classic, And then Adobe Lightroom Creative Cloud. And Classic is for computers, and Creative Cloud is for portable devices, iPad, iPhones, all of that. Oh, yes, I remember Jeff gave a presentation about that. Right. And so now the two are available from Adobe. And uh, the good thing is that because they have the same engine, they have the same functions, the only difference is the fact that you load one on a computer and the other on a portable device. But because they have the same functions, whatever you learn in the summit using a computer, you can also use on your portable device if you use one. That's great. And that's really a double function. It's really one of the advantages of Lightroom. And during the summit, we use laptops and we'll be demonstrating on laptops. But if you use 
a portable device, there's no difference as to what you can do. You just do it on a device as opposed to a laptop. Wow, that's exciting. Yeah, I think it's very exciting because Apple just uh, made the comment that today there's more photographs taken on iPhones or cell phones than on digital cameras. I don't know what the numbers are. They're very, very high, billions of photographs. But more people are taking photographs with cell phones than they are with digital cameras. Yes. And that's really the first time that I heard that. I'm not sure how long this has been the case, but it's definitely an important step. And you can get great quality photographs, you know, especially now that some cell phones shoot in RAW. There's no limit to what you can do with them. Yes, the limitation true. was the JPEG, and if that's gone, then there's no limit, really. It's very much like shooting with a digital camera. So it's becoming important to learn how to process those. Oh, yes, yeah. definitely. And I think that as time goes by, we are going to see more and more people that are coming to photography from a cell phone, that their first camera was a cell phone. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know. That's very interesting. I hadn't thought about <laughs> well, that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we have to be ready for that. I'm not sure that right. we have had that yet. But I think that sooner or later we will. And definitely on most of our workshops, we have people that shoot both digital cameras and cell phones. Yes, they do. They take a quick cell phone photo and then they go back to their digital camera. But I think that eventually we're going to see people that just use digital cameras on the side and cell phones primarily. Mm -hmm. I mean, on some trips, I just use a cell phone and nothing else because it's faster, it's easier, and I'm not trying to do gigantic enlargements, especially on workshops, so I don't really bother, you know. If I go to an evening, I just take a cell phone. I mean, it's easier to pack and it doesn't uh, take a lot of room in your pocket. It's flat, it's inconspicuous, and it gives good quality and it's fun and, it's and you don't small. come across as if you were working which is what i want to share you know i don't oh, want yes. to look like i'm working <laughs> the minute you bring a camera around your neck people look at you and they're like oh can i get enlargements can i get a photo of that can i get uh, a copy of this if you bring a cell phone people look at you and they're like oh well you know i can do that too good do right. that too i'm not working tonight you know i'm just having fun Right. Yeah, so you're sending that message. We've also noticed that if you use a cell phone in some museums or in uh, any sort of public place, people don't take you seriously. Right. They, they don't think you're doing uh, serious photography, so they let you do it. Yes. In fact, I think they just ignore you for the most part. <laughs> it's almost like they don't know if you're texting or if you're shooting or if you're making a video or what. They the may heck not you're even doing. be sure what you're doing. <laughs> and somehow they don't feel like knocking on your shoulder and saying, "Hey, knock it off." It's not right. authorized. You can get away with a lot of things, and I think that for that reason, there's advantages to using a cell phone. Yes, I agree. But anyway, let's go back to the summit. So Jeff will be giving presentations on Photoshop and Lightroom. I'll yes. be giving presentations on Photoshop and Lightroom. We'll also have a presentation on what to photograph in and around Moab. Yes. That is, the locations in Archers National Park, the locations in Canyonlands National Park, the locations along the Colorado River. Yes. There's quite a few of those in Moab because the Colorado runs right next to Moab, just at the exit of town. And so there is upstream locations and downstream locations, both of them in the canyon. And then other locations like Dead Horse State Park and a few others. That's correct. And during Friday evening is when you go over all of that, and I have directions in the uh, summit schedule or separately to all the different locations to photograph. You show examples of what they can photograph along the Colorado River. There are some really nice petroglyphs. 
as you drive along the Colorado River, there's many, many beautiful places to photograph besides arches and canyon lands around the Moab area. Yeah, I like to start with that presentation because that gives everybody a very good idea of what to photograph, and then they're all set for the rest of the event, and we can focus on the presentation. Yes. And then another aspect of the summit is the one-on-one work that we do every evening. After the presentations, after sunset, after dinner, it's from what to what? From 8 p.m.? or It's usually from 7.30 to 9.30 on Saturday and Sunday evenings. There's two so evenings. Two where evenings, they... and it's an opportunity for all the participants to work with either myself or Jeff one-on-one. Yes, and then there's a little bit of time on Monday before lunch for them to work on their images and to get them ready for the group projected review. Yeah, the last part of the summit, which is on the last day in the afternoon, is a projection of all the photographs that participants took during the summit, and we do it as a sort of group review. That is, Jeff and I project the photographs, and then we comment on them, everybody else can comment on them, and then Jeff and I also make suggestions as to how to improve them. And we do that live using Lightroom. Yes, It's a great learning opportunity. It is, and it's one of the favorite parts of the event that the summit participants like. Some of them tell me, for them, that was the best part, and how much they learned by watching Jeff and you work on other participants' images during the uh, projected review. Yeah, it's really exciting. And it's very nice because... Jeff will also ask the participants, what were you trying to do to this image? Is this what you wanted to do? And sometimes they say, well, I was trying to do this, but I was having a difficult time or I didn't know how to do this. And Jeff will say, oh, okay, well, let me show you. I can show you how to do that. And so they really learn a lot from this projected group review. Well, sometimes you have something that stumps you. You get stopped because you don't know how to do something. And Jeff or I can unblock that because we know how to do it. We just need the participant to tell us what we want to do, and there you go. And we're like, oh, my God, it went so fast. And we're like, well, if you know, it's fast. It is. It can be <laughs> The hard part fast. is knowing exactly what to do, and right. we show them. And uh, very often it's an illuminating experience. It yeah. is. Yeah. And it's also illuminating to see the work of other participants, how they photographed the same scene that you photographed. Yes. How they interpreted the same colors, the same composition, the same contrast, how they resolved different issues. Right. And I hear them making comments to each other. Well, I never would have thought of taking, for example like last year, the Watchman Tower from that angle or from that perspective or from that location. And it's very interesting to see everybody's uh, different views of maybe a famous formation like the Watchman Tower in Zion last year. This year, maybe it'll be different ways that they photograph delicate arch or balanced rock or some of these other areas. So tell us where the summit is taking place that year. This year, it's at the Lakita Hotel in Moab, Utah. And we have views of the conference room there? Yes, we do, for the full four days of the event. And we have a special room rate. And uh, when you register, I email you all of the information and the group code so that you have the group rate when you make your reservations. You also get a discount or the same rate if you come in a day early or you leave a day later. They honor the same rate. So it's a very good deal. Yeah, and you can't get that rate unless you're a participant. Correct. 
you have to know the code. And you always negotiate a very good rate for participants. I do. And those hotels are not very expensive to start with because it's off-season. And then with the group rate, it really drops it to a very, very affordable point. And the La Quinta is right next door to some restaurants and a brewery. So you can just walk across the street quickly. You don't have to drive anywhere to grab lunch or to eat dinner. It's in a convenient location in Moab. Yeah, the brewery is a great place. It is. I like the brewery. It's a nice, relaxed atmosphere. Yeah, it's a a very uh, relaxed atmosphere, like you said. There's also a barbecue place right next door to the hotel. Yes. A barbecue restaurant. And that's also really good. Yeah, that's also really good, and they're really friendly. Moab actually has a lot of eating uh, places with a lot of very different types of food, uh, a lot of microbreweries also. Yes, there's quite a number of them, but yeah. there just happens to be one right across the street from the La Quinta, yeah. and the food is also very good there. Yeah. I mean, it's important to have uh, a great event with lots of learning opportunities, but it's also important to have uh, a fun place to go and eat or different places every evening, and all of that is available. It's really the key to making an event that is actually successful on more than one level. It is. And then just outside La Quinta, they have a grassy area and they have picnic tables. And I know that you and I ate lunch there on uh, three days. And so did a number of the other participants. They would go to the market and they would buy things for lunch. And then everybody would come and picnic just on the picnic tables in the grassy area, right on the La Quinta property, which was very pleasant. Yeah, I remember we even had wine. We did, (laughs) yeah. I remember uh, they were asking each other, okay, who's going to buy the bottle of wine Mm. for tomorrow's lunch? You know, yes. Yeah, make up your mind because we need to have some. It's very social, and uh, everyone just has a really nice time. So you can either walk to a restaurant or drive to a restaurant or just pick up some goodies at the market. I think they have, like, tabbouleh salad and all sorts of different things at the market there. They have healthy food, yeah. They do. They have really good food, actually, and a fantastic salad bar. And It should be fun. It it is a lot of fun. It's a social event. It's about... uh, Great photography, great learning, uh, great locations, and then fun, being with friends and uh, taking photographs. It doesn't get better than that. So let's talk a little bit about uh, how the registration works for the summit. You have the option of signing up for the summit alone, or you can sign up for the summit and the final workshops. We have a few seats left. We don't have that many seats left. I think right now, how many seats left do we have for the final workshops and the summit? Is it three? I think for the field workshop, it's three or four. And then for the summit, it's it's a larger number. Yes. And again, just like for the masterclass or the rendezvous, right? Just like for the rendezvous, we are recording this a few days before it's going to be announced live. And by then, those may be sold out. We don't know, right? Because when I did the rendezvous podcast with you, by the time we actually published the podcast, it was a sold out event. Yes. So we hope that by the time this is announced, there are still going to be seats available. The only way to know for sure is to go on the website or just call us and you'll know right away. And our phone number is 928-252-2466 or 800-949-7983. And I usually answer the phone. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so if you call and you get Natalie on the phone, that's yes. normal. Yes. <laughs> don't be shocked. I don't answer the phone, unless Natalie is not home. 
So we have, as of now, a few seats left for the combination of the summit and the film workshops. And the reason why I mention that is because those always sell out first. They do, because everyone wants to maximize their trip. It doesn't really matter how far they're coming from. They really want to maximize the trip and do the whole thing. Well, if you come from far, it makes a lot of sense. It does. And uh, Jeff is coming with us also on the three-day photographic vision field workshop. Yeah, and he's a lot of fun. He is a lot of fun. And the participants really enjoy his company and camaraderie. And it's and a loves, lot of fun. He loves photography. That's, what, oh, he does. that's what's fun he with does. Jeff. You know? And I think he needs a lot of images for his books. And so I think he constantly needs images. And he's very artistic. I love seeing his work every year during a Friday night when he shows some of his most recent work. I really enjoy yeah. seeing that. Yeah, I mean, if you do both the summit and the film workshops, how many days is it total? Seven? Well, I think it is six full days, and then the Friday is just an orientation. So it's six full but it's, days. But you still have to plan on seven days, right? Yes. Yeah, because you have to be there on Friday. You have to be yeah. there on Friday. So yeah. So it's seven days total. So it's not that long that people can't take that time off, and it really maximizes the time. It does. Because if you take just the summit, that's four days, right? It is. And uh, that's not long enough for a lot of people to justify the whole trip, you know. So we have both. I mean, we have people that do just the summit. We have people that do both the summit and the field workshops. But uh, when people come from far, they like to do the whole thing. They do. And I have a couple of people that have contacted me, and they're just waiting to see what their schedule is going to be. They needed a little bit of more time this summer to see how it's going to play out towards November. So if you want to attend the whole thing, don't feel safe. Hurry up. Yes. (laughs) Because we don't want you to call and hear that it's sold out. Yes. So hopefully by the time this is published, it will be still available and I'll try to publish it as soon as possible so that there is a very short delay between the recording and the publishing. Another unique aspect of the summit is that this year all of the registrations, everyone who has registered for the event will receive the 2018 Moab Summit print by you that is hand-signed. Yeah, that's something that I started last year for Zion. I call it the print of the summit, and it's a photograph that I print and sign just for the summit. So it's a limited edition that's released in the number of participants that have signed up for the summit. Yes, and So it did, is a collectible uh, photograph. And you just started it last year, and it was very popular. Yeah, last year I did it as a test to see how popular it would be, and people really enjoyed it, so I thought I'd do it again this they year. Did. And this year it's going to be a little bit different, a different presentation, obviously a different photograph. We're not going to say which one. You'll have the surprise when you uh, Open your packet. <laughs> when you open your package, yes. Your registration <laughs> yeah. packet, but you'll have a surprise. They're all signed. And, uh, you know, my prints sell for a fair amount of money, so it is actually a good deal because it's a valuable item. It's a nice collectible or an addition uh, to your art collection. Yeah, it's a good addition to your art collection, and it's very unique. I don't do these prints except for the summit. And so if you come to the summit every year, you'll get every year a print of the summit. And that's really something uh, unique and uh, exciting. And then another thing that we are doing this year is I just ordered a number of uh, coffee mugs with one of my photographs and my name on them. 
and they will be available to anybody that registers for the summit or for any of the workshops for that matter while we still have them. And so far, I ordered 10, so it's not a large number. So whoever is among the first 10 to register for a workshop when we announce it will get one of these mugs. Yes, and they go fast. Yeah, and they are different from the last ones. I did some last year, and I think I did some also in 2016. Yes, one of them was of Siggy Overlook, and another one... Monument Valley? Monument Valley Shadow, I Shadow, believe. Yeah. Yes, it And then this year, it's a photograph of Antelope Canyon, a panoramic photograph of Antelope Canyon. So they also form a collection. I mean, some people got one of each of the 2016 and 2017, and maybe they'll get one of the 2018. You're building a collection. It's fun, you know. I'm just trying to make something fun, collectible, unique, you know, all of that. These are not for sale. We don't sell mugs. No, <laughs> no. So the only way to get it is by signing for a workshop. But what was a lot of fun was those that received their mugs would take a picture of them drinking coffee in their workplace. Yeah. And they would email it to you and I. And that was a lot of fun to see. Yeah, they wanted to make their co-workers jealous. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Or the other participants yes. that did not go fast enough jealous. <laughs> right. You know. You have to be fast because we only have 10, and once they are gone, they are gone. They're more popular than the mouse pads that we have. Well, nobody uses mouse anymore. You know, people use trackpads, you know. uh, They love the coffee uh, mugs. Mouse pads have sort of died away. I'm not saying nobody uses them. Some people still use them, but they have sort of faded away. But mugs are still very popular because. People either drink tea or coffee or hot some, chocolate. You know, I mean, some beverage. You know, I mean, you can even have yeah. hot soup in it. You yeah, know? tomato beverage, soup. You, you know? know, whether it's an adult beverage or not. <laughs> <laughs> you can know? put it in there. Well, I don't know if we can do that at work. <laughs> well, you know, I'm not the boss. You know, that's not my responsibility. You know, please drink responsibly. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> You know, you're your own judge. Yes. <laughs> you, know, you have to take responsibility for that part. So if you register and you're one of the very lucky few, you can potentially get a seat for the summit and the film workshops on the last three, get a print of the summit and get a mug. That would be hitting the jackpot. Oh, yes, you know, it is. Both seats, summit and film workshop, a print of the summit and a mug. That's a home run, right? Yes, there. how you can know, you beat that? You can't beat that. Very few people will get all three, right. but some will. And you can be one of them. You just have to... Pick up the phone and call us and register right away. 928-252-2466 or 800-949-7983. And you can also register online. I'm not giving the website name because it's too long, but it's beautiful-landscape.com and then go to the workshop page and uh, sign up from there. For the Moab Summit, just click on the Moab Summit. As long as the link is live, the PayPal link is live, you can register. That's true. And that also is an indication that there's still seats left in the vision field workshop. We'll send an email probably very shortly to let everybody know. Yes. Well, is there anything else you want to go over in regards to the Moab Summit coming up in November? To me, the summit is a great event because it's a gathering of photographers. It's actually a place that uh, people come back to year after year. You know, we have some participants that have been to all the summits from the very first one in 2003. I know. And we have a lot of other participants that have attended a majority of them not all of them but a majority of them right and we have people that tell us i mean for next year even before we announce it we already have people interested in next year's summit oh yes they want to know where yeah. we're going next year and already we're not gonna say, but no and it's only june 2018 yeah. and they are telling us i mean wherever you go just count me but don't worry i have it under control i'm working yeah. on the contracts yes, now <laughs> natalie is working very hard on the logistics <laughs> i'm working early yeah. working on this well you have to 
to plan early. I mean, somebody comes to the summit and they're like, wow, this is a great organization. The logistics are spectacular. They don't know that you've been working on it for a year. Yes, (laughs) sometimes a year and a half. It's a little bit like you go to an event and you're like, wow, this is very well organized. Yeah, well, you know what? Somebody has been working on it for God knows how long. Right. I mean, every event takes a lot of planning and preparation and scheduling and all of that, and you're the one that does all of that. Right, and it's easier if I work with the same people, which I usually do, but in some cases it can be a new person. But there's always curveballs. Yes, there are, yes. Because people change, and then also people don't always do what you want them to do. Things fall through the cracks. You know, you ask them to do this and that for the contract, and they just send you somebody else's contract. Oh, yes. There is. And it, uh, well, that was with the National Park. I received somebody else's permit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, that's not my name. <laughs> but, I mean, it happens. I got a notice over email that one of my photos was published, and it was not my photo. <laughs> it was somebody else's photo. And, you know, I did not follow up. I did not say maybe this other person should know. I just deleted it, you know. The only other thing I can think of that we didn't go over was getting a printer for the summit. Usually, oh yeah, Jeff the raffle, the raffle. And Jeff one of usually the, gets a printer. Yes, one of the important aspects of the summit is that we print your work during the summit. Everybody has uh, the opportunity of having their work printed, and to do that, we have uh, a printer donated by Epson. Yes. And last year it was the Epson 600, I think, which is a full quality printer up to 16 by 20, I think. And then this year, I don't know, you know, whatever the latest model is. And it came with a lot of very nice papers. Uh, Do you remember some of those papers? Yeah, we had an assortment of papers, including some of the Epson legacy papers. Oh, yeah, the legacy papers. In the black boxes. Those are great. But also a lot of different types of papers. And then, you know, a large supply of ink so we can print a lot. And everybody gets some of their work printed. And at the end of the summit, because this printer was shipped to us, we raffle it because we don't want to take it back with us. We do. And we don't need it. And so we raffle it, and it's a free raffle. And whoever attends the summit is entered in the raffle. And then you draw a name, or Jeff draws a name, or I draw a name, and uh, there's a lucky winner. Yes, there is. And the only thing we ask is that if you win the printer, you take care of taking it with you somehow, or either put it in your car or have it shipped to yourself. Yes. That's I mean, all we ask. On Friday, when I'm getting the room ready with the extension cords and the power outlets and stuff, Jeff is setting up the printer so that everyone can print right away. They can print that first Saturday evening, Sunday evening, Monday morning. He wants people in there printing because all of this is donated, the printers and all of these fantastic papers. Yeah, we got to use it. And we save the box. We save all of the packing materials. So at the end of the summit, we put it all back together the way it came, tape it shut, and it's yours, whoever won it. And then we also have other things to raffle. Yes, we do. Last year, we had Jeff raffle some of his books. Yes, and he signed them. Signed. I did the same. We raffled some of my books. And some music CDs. We raffled some music CDs. We raffled a number of different things. You know, whatever we get donated, we raffle. That way, we have a chance to have uh, a number of participants win one of the prizes, basically. Yes. Yeah. So it's a lot of fun. It is. And uh, it's a great printer. And we've had people win the printer that we are really, really happy. Two years ago, I think it went to Canada. It did. In 2017, it went to somebody in New Jersey who was traveling on a motorcycle and obviously couldn't take it with him, but had it shipped uh, through the UPS store. Um, Oh, yes, in uh, Springdale. In Springdale, in Zion. 
And then the year before, I can't remember. But we it raffled, was Ross think, yeah. in uh, Quebec. Did we, did we raffle two or three so far? Uh, oh, we've actually raffled, I think, maybe four or okay. uh, or more yeah, because with every, Jeff. Right. Every time Jeff is here, he brings a printer or he gets one from Epstein. So we must have raffled four of them. Yeah. At least. Yeah. You know, it may yeah. have been more. And then many years ago, we well, did Well, didn't it. Jim get a printer one year? He put he it did, in his truck. And yeah. it was the Death Valley Summit. Yeah, so in, we had Jim, Rose. In and 2015. Then, uh, last year was... Uh, Michael Hayes. Michael so at least three and possibly four. Yeah. Yes. So if you got a printer and we forget your name, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> well, add you to the list. Yes. But it's exciting. It is fun. Because it's, the, a, it's, it's an expensive item. Oh, it is. Know? And the only requirement is, is that you have to be there when your name is drawn. If you're not there, yeah. then you don't get it. Well, yeah. If you're not there, then we yes. just roughly it a second it's time. it's your responsibility yeah. to yeah. take it home. Yeah. We, can't, we can't account <laughs> for... I think for, Doug Turner yeah. got it one time. I think time. Doug got one. That's right. That's the first And it went back time. to Maryland. Yeah. So there's no need to call us. We now know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the good thing also about having a printer that was used during the summit is that you know exactly how it works and you know that it works well. Oh, and yes. That it can make nice prints and you have extra ink cartridges yeah. all sorts of paper we just give you the whole thing oh you know, yes it's all, it's all yours yeah. we don't want it but you know for a fact that you have seen that printer at work you know what it can do it's not a shot in the dark it's not like you're hoping for the best of course those that don't win the printer know also that this printer can do nice work and so <laughs> that's also an opportunity for them to uh, test the printer, see if it works for them, and then decide to buy one like that or a different model. Right. I think the only thing I would add to that is maybe throw in a print box, 13 by 19 in your suitcase or something, if you want to make some prints. That way you have something to put them in. Yeah, yeah. You know, if if you have room. To uh, bring the prints that you make at the summit. Yes, or cardboard or something to put in in between so that it gets kind of stiff. Yes, because I know towards the last evening... People are scrambling around trying to find cardboard right. or a box and stuff. And, you know, if you have room, just throw a 13 by 19 uh, print box in your suitcase. Or two sheets of cardboard. Or two sheets of I mean, stiff thick cardboard. cardboard. Thick cardboard, yeah. yes. Yeah. Or foam core. Yeah. yeah, or foam core would yeah. work as well. Yeah, yes. because it's sort of heartbreaking to go back home with prints and find them crumpled in your suitcase. Oh, yes. Yeah. Unless you bring yeah. a poster tube, a tube of some sort. I think last year they were buying poster tubes at the gift right. stores in right. Zion in Springdale. And so that's how they carried them home. But and that's also a good idea. I think some of them also got prints by Jeff. You would sign some small prints, I He did. I think Jeff was raffling some of his small prints Mm -hmm. that he made Mm -hmm. off the printer. Did not want to take them home. No, (laughs) and I think he was signing them and raffling the prints off. Yes, and you don't want those to get damaged. Exactly, yeah. That's heartbreaking, you know. Because you can make your own prints again, but you can't make Jeff's prints again. Well, you better not. (laughs) (laughs) You're not supposed to. But anyway, these are all the activities that we conduct during the summit. It's an exciting event. It's also, as I said, a gathering. A lot of people come back and see each other again uh, during that time. And we always have a great location this year, Moab, with Archers and Canyonlands and Navajo Land and all of these uh, fantastic places. And so we hope to see you there. And uh, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to contact us. The contact information is on the podcast, or just go to my website, beautiful-landscape.com, and it's all there. And again, thank you for listening. Have a great day.